This ASAP Media is brought to you by Black Iron Strength. Black Iron Strength manufactures the only commercial-grade adjustable dumbbells and has the patent on antimicrobial copper handles, which protects the user 24-7 from germs. BlackIronStrength.com This is Ed Sicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts, Columbus, Ohio, with the Anthony Schlegel, he's got a morning show, a drive show that, that gets, gets you juiced up. The former All-American? No, no, I wish. I wish. No, man. You're an All-American in my book. That's all that matters. And That's then, all that uh, matters. Yeah, I don't care. All Big Ten? Uh, third team. Yeah, third buddy. Team and, yeah, buddy. Uh, captain? Uh, of the Air Force Academy? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, Fresh uh, All-American, you were right. You were, I guess I guess I had one year. Yeah. Go welcome to the show. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate you having me on, man. It's always good to talk with you. What you been doing, man? Tell us about your business. That's the difference, the difference uh, USA. I tell you what, my uh, my life is crazy. I'll give everybody a snapshot. So, one, I played at the Air Force Academy, transferred to Ohio State, played two years at Ohio State, third-round draft pick to the Jets, played in the league for a couple years, uh, had to sit out a year, get just banged up, played in the UFL for a couple years, went back. I was living in Texas, training dudes uh, out of my, my original gym where I grew up at called Metroflex Gym, home of eight-time Mr. Olympia, Ronnie Coleman, Branch Warren, Johnny Jackson, like all these big-time bodybuilders. Like, that was where I grew up. That's actually what got me into training and being a strength coach because I grew up with just straight savages that love to train. I love the intensity and attitude of which they trained. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done playing. I might as well be a straight coach. Come to Ohio State. And then uh, under Jim Trussell, Urban comes in. Mickey Moratti retains me. I'm there for four and a half years. We end up winning a national championship. Coach Mick challenged me to go get a master's because everybody in our profession had a master's. So I actually went and did the MBA route because I just saw how college football was changing. The landscape was changing. And I always viewed the strength coach as basically the chief operating officer of the football program. And in doing so, I wanted more of that business skill set to, hey, if I go to a place, how do I budget and design a weight room? How do I think about the logistics of men and women coming in and out of my facility? Where are the bottlenecks, right? I mean, you only get a limited amount of time. How do I maximize that time while keeping them safe? And also, how do I hire a staff? And how do I want this operation to work with the trainers and the uh, nutritionist and my strength coaches along with great communication to the position coaches and head coach and all of the new data that was coming out at that time uh, from a sports science perspective. Like, how do you tie all that in? Well, I was like, I need an MBA to be able to do that. And then after we won the national championship, I had some opportunities to go be a head strength coach somewhere else, but I was finishing up my master's. My wife looked at, looked at, we looked at each other like, you know what? I don't really want to go traveling around the country if we're going to live in, a place it's either going to be Dallas, Texas, or Columbus, Ohio. So we stayed put, and I just was convicted to start this business on an idea of a striking machine that can allow athletes to get 5,000 reps a year. I said 5,000, like that's real talk. How can I get somebody to do 5,000 reps a year of elbows together, thumbs up, which is our game, striking, everybody strikes but the quarterback. How do I do that? And so we started a company, now we're in our fifth year, and I think we have 28 NFL teams. Matter of fact, Cam Hayward just bought three striking machines for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Brown has them. That's a huge matchup this week. We got over 90, maybe even now close to 100 Division One colleges. And yeah, I'm just, I just keep innovating, making things 
you know, they uh, think you're going to maximize kids. Anthony, I I thought I was making a difference today until I walked into your shop, and uh, <laughs> actually, you're making a difference. I'm just taking a look at what you've got. This is awesome because we're talking strength training. We're going to talk workouts. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about your equipment. You know, I just drove by the uh, the Ohio State University, the Big Horseshoe in Columbus. I drove by that. I drove by uh, the the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, and I looked over there, and, and knowing knowing that I couldn't get in because yep. it's just locked down, and they won't even let a guy like me in. And we all know that I just about can get in anywhere, but I can't even get in. So um, it's kind of a heartbreak. But here we are. Now we're talking training. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about the Buckeyes. You've, you're an insider. You know what's going on. We're going to talk about it all. Good. Stay tuned with us today. Tell us about the difference. Yeah, so the, the, the concept was this. We won the national championship in 2014. Coach Meyer wanted to work on that drill in our winter conditioning because we had the guys on the field two days a week when we did our team run, they would go with their position coach. So, all right, Chris Ash, myself, we're like, what are we going to do? Well, we made two by sixes that were a foot long and a guy would hold them. And and then the other guy, his partner would strike him five times. They would switch. They would do that twice. You got 10 reps. And then they would just throw the boards on the ground. Like, all right, this is absolutely stupid. And I remember, Urban Meyer did a great job. Real Life Wednesdays brought in speakers. I heard Dan Gilbert say this. You got to see problems through a prism, right? There's different angles to the problem. And then when I was looking at this problem, which at one point was a logistical problem, it wasn't just a logistical problem. There wasn't any type of product to where I could have a number of guys very, very quickly be able to strike. Oh, by the way, the problem is outside of a sled – you always have to hold something. You always have to have a partner. So if it's a pad or a heavy bag or dropping a med ball on a guy on the ground and then he catches it and throws it back, like all the ways that we worked on striking, you always had to have a partner. So I'm like, let's eliminate the partner. And then poof, David Copperfield, here's a product. I suck it on a rack. Dude started to strike it. I saw them getting better. All right, I leave coaching. I start this company. And we've just been fine-tuning it and tweaking it to where it is now. But... That's what you do. I mean, as strength coaches, you plant the flag and you execute. I know no other field that execute that executes at light speed like strength coaches do, right? And even right now, you have COVID. You saw it. Matter of fact, Frank Pirano is a, a prime example of that right now. Frank Pirano, head strength coach of the Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel, who I coached with at Ohio State, I highly respect. They didn't practice for two weeks. But the guys still had to be disciplined. They still had to have accountability. Frank, who was probably giving them workouts while they were at home, still having communication. Here's what you got to do to take care of your body so that when we do get you back in the building, you're able to practice on Saturday and Sunday and Monday, and then you're going to go out and play the Bills. Oh, guess what? You smoked them 42 to 16. Like, that just doesn't happen. It happens from the, the head football coach, the head strength coach, all the way down to the players. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now in having a company I have two patents. I continually, continually t- try to enhance them if I didn't have the mindset of a strength coach. Okay, I'm, we're going to let you catch some hair right now because uh, I don't know what you had for breakfast this morning. Tell us. <laughs> Nothing. Because I want I had, some of that. I had, I had, what did I have? I had 12 ounces of coffee. I had a monster. And I did a three-hour radio show. And then I have another cup of coffee I'm drinking right now. And then you're here. So I've been juiced the entire morning. This doggone radio show uh, 
tell us a little bit about how that all got started. You're with uh, Bobby Carpenter. Yes. And A.J. Hawk. No, no, I don't. Oh, A.J. No. comes on on the spot. So oh, okay. Yeah, Bobby Carpenter and then Brandon Beam, Brandon who Beam. is our co-host, and then myself on Morning Juice on 971 The Fan. And uh, this, this radio show is starting to pick up some steam, isn't it? It's picking up steam. I mean, we, we increased even in our first month by 3.1%. What does that mean? I have no clue. It doesn't matter. I mean, you just go out there and try to be your very best and win every single day. And I'll, I'll tell you this. This is how it started, Ed. So, you know, we live in Columbus, Ohio. A lot of people that have the ESPN affiliate, they syndicate radio. And they made a switch from Golik and Wingo. You're like, you know what? It's our opportunity to have our own live and local morning drive show. And I had been talking to him before. I'm like, you know what people really need right now? Like, they need positive juice. Everything is so negative. They need positive juice. So I was talking to the GM of the fan. And we're like, what about the power hour from 5 to 6? Just bring the juice, my own thoughts, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Talk about training. Talk about leadership. Talk about what's going on in the world of sports. And then you, you kick it off. Well, they wanted to do a show. So literally in seven days, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and myself, this is what strength coaches do. You get on a whiteboard. I'm like, all right, I've never done a radio show. Bobby, you've been doing a radio show for the last seven years. Brandon, you've been doing a show. All right, how does it break down? Right? Like, what are the segments? How, many t- how much time do we have for traffic or for advertising? What do we want to do in here? What do we want to call these segments? We whiteboarded it out, and in one hour, poof, David Copperfield, we had a radio show. But that's, uh. what, that's what people do. Right? Everybody wants a Zoom meeting about it and talk about it. No. Straight coaches, you go be about it. And that's, that's how this show started. And now we celebrate our two-month anniversary tomorrow. And we're getting good ratings despite the fact that we haven't even talked about Ohio State football. Once we get that back on the air, watch out because we're going to be rolling. The reason he's, he's uh, in case you're listening at home, uh, and by the way, uh, his radio show now, ha- now has uh, a wider audience than the ASAP uh, Athletic Strength and Power <laughs> podcast because he told me earlier today that uh, it's like they've got a potential of 2 million listeners, which probably is double what I have. But uh, tell us about it, Anthony. 97.1. When does it come on? It's every morning, 6 to 9. So if you're out there, out and about, you can hit us up on the podcast where it's morning juice. So Apple, um, what's the Spotify? It doesn't matter. Wherever you get podcasts, I don't know. I don't listen to a ton. I listen to you, Ed. Like, I listen to people that I like and that I know in our field. And you and I basically know everybody. Like, Dr. Ted, like, in the strength conditioning community, you just know everybody. And then I also played, so I have coaches that go other places or they come to camps at Ohio State. We know so many different people. But, yeah, anywhere that you stream podcasts, you can go to 971thefan.com, download their app. You can listen to it every single morning. Our entire goal of the program was to inform, educate, and entertain. Folks. Like today, yeah, like today we were talking with – we talked with A.J. Hawk every Friday. And basically, Bobby wasn't on today, so I just razzed Bobby the entire time. And then at the end of our show on every Friday, we have a thing called Running Wild. It's sponsored by the uh, Columbus Wild Dogs, who's an indoor arena football team here. But it's all about celebrating juice givers in our community of Central Ohio. Like, name another program that's doing that, you know, taking up a spot. And today we celebrated teachers and we celebrated first responders, especially nurses, here in Columbus, Ohio, for what they do. And we have people that write into the show, this person is a difference maker. Guess what? We're going to celebrate that person. So if you're a Big Ten fan, a Buckeye fan, or just a flat-out football fan, nationwide, worldwide, you can 
get this show and yep. listen to it. Attack and dominate, absolutely. Attack and dominate, and what about the uh, what? caffeine? Oh, caffeinate and dominate, yeah. yeah. We got all sorts of, I mean, I just write, this is why working out is the absolute best. Like, I love to train. I still train really heavy. I still train hard. Uh, I train in Rocky boots and Carhartt jeans almost every single day. Now that it's fall, which is my favorite year, time of the year, I wear a flannel and a tri-blend t-shirt. But, like, you know, we have BYOJ, bring your own juice, right? We got too many energy juice vampires out there. So, you got hashtag BYOJ, be a juice giver. Um, if you're juiceless, you're useless. Back, like, I just wrote one on the board yesterday when I was working out doing squats. Back slaps and pearl snaps. Like, that's a lifestyle, you know? That's a hillbilly Texas thing. Back slaps and pearl slaps. Pearl snaps, yeah. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, of course you haven't. Man. That's a, you know, growing up at Metroflex Gym, anytime you did a heavy deadlift or a heavy back squat, and it was like that PR day, like there's nothing that get that got my mind right better than a, a good back slap. And there's an art to the back slap. Like you have to know how to slap somebody's back to like really wake them up and where to put it because if you put it too low, like it doesn't do anything. You got to put it right on the top where the base of the neck meets the traps because that's where I put the bar and it like wakes me up. Or if I'm deadlifting because I'm not really thinking about the weight anymore and I'm committing to the lift. Oh, by the way, I love pearl snaps. So back slap, back slaps and pearl snaps, man. Lifestyle. Anthony, you've got some different genetics than I do. Um, it looks like I'm surprised that team from Columbus, you say it's a pro uh, indoor team. I'm surprised they haven't called you and, and, and uh, brought you into the. Because they saw I'm 39 years old, Ed. Yeah, well, you're like, no, we're hey, good. Hey, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at Anthony Schlegel and I'm like, holy smokes, this guy's still got the deal. What's, uh, what's up with your workouts right now? Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the exercises that you're doing yeah. and, and some of the rep schemes. I'll tell you what. Because uh, I'm interested, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. As It's not even an age thing, but I, I, I also teach a leadership class with Coach Meyer and uh, Charles Buchanan, who is a colonel in the Army at the Fisher College of Business. And I always talk about what are you committed to and what are you involved in. And 39-year-old man, I think we confuse activity with achievement a lot, Ed, and we get caught up in being involved in a lot of different things. And so, all right, things I'm committed to, faith, my family, running the difference, doing a morning show, and training. Like, that's it. That's all I do. And so the, I say the sixth thing that's kind of my hobby is I just love the outdoors, but I also goes to my family because I'm taking my kids and my wife outside all the time because I just love being outside. But with that being said, my working out is probably my fourth thing. And so there's going to be days where I got a lot of practice ship. I'm not going to be able to work out as long as I want to. So I prioritize that. Also, I'm older, and I know that if I'm in here by myself working out, I have no spotter. I also got to be safe. I have responsibility to other people. And when you do a morning show and you got to wake up at 4 a.m., which is earlier than I woke up when I was a strength coach, and I absolutely hated waking up that early. I mean, I did it for five years. It sucked so bad. But sometimes I'm not just going to have the gas in the tank to be able to go deadlift 650. So on that day, you know what? How about I rep out 500 for 10? Okay, good. I got it in. I feel good. But on the days that I got it, I go get it. So, you know, I've always been a big fan of the conjugate method. At, Ohio, at, at Metroflex growing up, you, we basically, before the conjugate method was a method, we did that, man. We one, rex, met, uh, one rep max 
on the first lift every single time. And then after that, everything was hypertrophy. And I was, when we started this show, really getting into, I got to maximize my workouts. So I'm going to do, and, and really, because I was working out with Bobby at the time, he liked to do back and buys, right? He liked to do, you know, chest and arms. And, and Wednesdays was kind of like a day that he would do some other work. And I would kind of come in here and do some more arms. And we'd do chest and shoulders. I just, me personally, I love one body part a day. If I'm not training for football, which is very different, I got a limited amount of time, like I can't get in. But if it's just me, I want a leg day. I want a back to the future only back day where I'm, I'm just grabbing as much iron as I possibly can and I'm feeding my back muscles. Like I love training legs and back more than I love training chest and shoulders and arms. But that's just how God made me, right? But yeah, that's basically what I do. I love going to failure. I love high intensity training. I try to mix it up. It depends on how I feel that day and the amount of time that I got to work out. You lost me at 500 for 10. Yeah. I still got it in the tank. I mean, you know, I did 505 for a squat yesterday. First time I've had 500 on my back in like a year because, you know, you do some things. And then, you know, stuff happens in life. My, um, I was hitting, I was hitting uh, pop-ups, you know, on the outfield to my kids and my oldest and his buddy. I, I'm just constantly working. I mean, like, but that's what you do as a dad, right? You go, you do a morning show. You go do your job, you come home, I forgot to eat breakfast, I ate some lunch, I haven't eaten, eaten dinner yet, oh, my 8-year-old, he plays travel baseball, oh, my 14-year-old plays travel baseball, hey, guess what, get your buddies, let's go work on baseball, I'm out there pitching BP, I'm hitting grounders, I'm hitting, I'm hitting pop-ups, we're like, oh, I bet you can't hit a 340-foot home run one-handed, oh, yeah, watch me, ah, I think I tore my bicep off the bone, but I didn't, hurt really bad, but... Yeah, that's what you do, so I had to take some time off. What's on the uh, the agenda today for today's workout? We're going to take a little – we're going to get some video on this too. <laughs> and, folks, um, if you're wanting to know how to do the front squat, one of the most popular videos on the Athletic Strength and Power channel, which is on YouTube, this video is done by Coach Anthony Slagle back when he was uh, an assistant for the Buckeyes. And this is probably a go-to – how to do this exercise properly. I've heard uh, football coaches all over the country, and I've been all over the country talking to them, and they always talk about, the oh, yeah, yeah, the Anthony Schlegel uh, front squat. That's I use that in my classes. I use that. I, I run that in the weight room to teach people how to do it properly. Um, what's going on? Well, today we should do a deadlift video because I love deadlift. I think deadlift is such a great um, exercise. I mean – you know, and I, I, like, this is the thing about training that's beautiful. Like, when I grew up, I was a power lifter. I mean, I, when I was in high school, I deadlifted 662, 672, had some, like, 18 under world records doing that. At one point, I got up to, like, 750 when I was about 30. But conventional deadlift, I really don't like it for young, for, for athletes that play football because you have to really do it right. And I have a really strong lower back, so if I don't train it, you get hurt. Love the hex bar deadlift because it teaches them the uh, the football position. Love the sumo deadlift. Like, I actually went down to Westside, and I'm like, because you got to be a constant learner if you're doing the strength conditioning because I always wanted to solidify my coaching cues in my language so that it would resonate with my student athletes and all the other coaches. That, that's what Mick did such an unbelievable job. We coached everybody the way Coach Mick wanted them coached because it was his language, it was his program. 
So what I put on that video is basically what Coach Mick told me he wanted his guys. When I'm a head duck, I could teach him however I wanted to. But when you teach people clear and concise language of how to execute a lift, it just makes the lift better. And then I can focus on what the weight room, I think its biggest value add is, and that is having my spotter hold the guy doing the reps accountable. Because that, to me, is what translates to the field. It's the accountability from teammate to teammate and the ability to put them in events that make them strain and grind and sweat and bleed that they're going to be able to use on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But that being said, today today I'm going to do shoulders. Like, I, like if I had a perfect split, I would probably do legs. Legs were always kind of a Tuesday thing to me, but I like them on Monday now because it, like, starts my week and I want to get them out of the way. And then I would do probably my deadlift and back on Thursday. Why? Because I got to pull back an 80-pound bow, and I shoot that, so I got to kind of have my back wits about me. So I'm a, I would do back on a, on, a, on a Thursday, and I would do shoulders on a Friday. So, yeah, probably some shoulders, probably some, some military stuff. I got some uh, shoulder issues. I'll show you some stuff that I do on the bench with, with bands that I got, I got arthritis in my shoulders really bad. So just like little stuff like that. But, yeah, today's a shoulder day. Folks, you're going to see this on the, some of the video that we're going to be producing here in a little bit. Uh, before, let me set up the stage here because, you know, obviously you can't see on, a, on an audio podcast. But the guy, uh, Anthony Schlegel, he, he doesn't like just run into the locker room or whatever and switch into workout clothes. He's, he's sporting this Carhartt uh, kind of a flannel-looking uh, pearl button shirt with his hat on. He's got a pair of Levi's or something and uh, work boots because yeah. he's, he's in a shop. He's making the difference. I'm not making a difference. <laughs> well, I'm making a difference too, but because I'm talking about the difference. Yes, but sir. he's he's going to bust out into uh, the workout, and he's not going to sweat. He's not going to flip into another workout attire. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, growing up in Texas, hunting pigs, like, yeah, I just always wore Carhartt, and then even at Metroflex Gym, like, you, whatever you rolled in is what I worked out in, you know, and. So, I mean, I wear Carhartt and Rocky boots. Like, that's just my attire every single day. And that's why I love the fall and the winter because then I can actually use my wardrobe. And even when it is hot, I still rock it because you, you came in and saw, like, I was cutting metal. And then I'm making machines. Oh, by the way, I got to go work out. Well, I'm not going to switch out. I just keep rocking the same clothes because you're going to be sweaty and nasty and dirty anyways. I might as well just continue to lift in them. Now, I don't necessarily run in them. I can get on the elliptical or do the rower, concept two, but... Yeah, that's just how I live. And, like, tonight my father-in-law comes in town. I'm going to head down to the farm and shoot my bow and get ready to go deer hunting in the morning. Before we hit the weights, uh, Anthony, kind of once again I'm with Anthony Schlegel, former Ohio State Buckeye, former Ohio State Buckeye strength and conditioning coach assistant with uh, Coach Mickey Marotti up at Ohio State. There's a story, a few stories probably, about some of these uh, wild boar or whatever that you've uh, (laughs) – care to share or is oh, that okay to share I could, I could share i could share anything uh you know i mean growing up in texas like my dad coached college and high school football uh i remember very vividly i'm 12 years old ro- huge rocky four fan why did i love all the rockies because of the training scenes right like it's easily rocky four is the best one best training scenes that were there i go into metroflex gym they're playing tupac it's mother f this mother f that i'm like okay but i've seen the, all these dudes like lifting enormous amounts of weights like dad I want to lift here well then when I'm 15 I've been fighting with my dad because he keeps doing what all coaches do which is add reps because he's making you go he probably put too too light of a weight on and I just kept going 
right? So he's like, oh, yeah, you got four more, and we just fight all the time. Well, he passed me over to Brian Dobson, the owner of it, and I'm 15 years old. He's training me now, and he hog hunted with dogs and a knife only, right? So Wait a minute. Dogs and a knife. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, so here I am, um, 15 years old, you know, probably, you know, then 16 maybe. So I'm driving my Teal Camaro to Metroflex gym. We train in the evening, and then I get done. I help pick up the weight room because that's how I kind of paid for him to train me. Like I would do odd jobs and stuff. And then the hog dogs were right behind the gym, and I'd load them up in his truck in the back and put the collars on them and all this stuff. And then – you know, a 16-year-old Anthony Schlegel and a 37-year-old Brian Dobson would drive two hours to East Texas and drop the dogs on somebody's property that we knew, and we would kill pigs. Like, the dogs would go and, and, and find them and bay them up, and then you got to run in there and flip them over and kill them, and then we would drag it back to the truck, and then we would take out a, a pull-up pull up bar rack that was in the weight room that they, people would do, like, ab crunches on, and we would hang up the pigs right there and skin them right outside the gym and throw them on the smoker. Like, it was amazing. Like, that was my upbringing. How much does this hog weigh? I mean, there's so, so the dogs round up these hogs and circle them around, and then you come in. How much does a hog weigh? I mean, the biggest hog I ever probably killed was like 450. I, I caught one that was like 429 one time. And they got big cutters. I mean, they're they're wild hogs. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of them in Texas. But, you know, that's that was my cardio. Like, we would do homeless outreaches. And when I was in the league and I got, and I got done playing, like, it was a great excuse. Hey, Steph. I got to go. We got a homeless outreach this weekend. It's Thursday night. I'm going to be gone for like two days. We're just going to go kill as many pigs as we can. Oh, by the way, we're probably going to go catch a bunch of catfish. And then we'd, we'd feed like 650 homeless people, get some churches together. They would donate clothes. It was it was So the awesome. dogs, the dogs, uh, corner. The dogs are the champions. The, the dogs, dogs are corner, corner a 250-pound uh, boar pig. And in comes Anthony Schlegel's, you know, 17, 20 years old or whatever. And then you come in and what do you do? You jump on it and yeah, wrestle it down to yeah, the ground or what do you well, do? Well, the dogs have control of it. I mean, because the, the, the pig's attention is on them. And you just come in there and grab it. Basically, you power clean it over onto its side. And then it's over with. And it's over. Game over. You know, and that, that's the thing. Like, it's crazy. Like, I remember one time. Wait a minute. This is a, I just want to remind. This is a PG-13. Uh, We're not going to tell about what happens with yeah. the, uh, the well, knife. Yeah. Well, there, there's like certain... Like, there was instances when I was in high school or college or even as an adult where I had to swim the Trinity River, and it was, like, 30 degrees, and here is this monster river, kind of like, you know, the Scioto here, but bigger in certain areas, and it's at night, it's cold, your dogs are on the other side of it, there's a big pig over there, they could get hurt, well, what do you do? Well, the, the closest way to get around it is a mile away. All right, hold my hat, <laughs> and then I just swim the river. With my headlight on and a knife, go over there, take care of the pig, get the dogs, swim back across. All right, time to head to the truck. Swim the river. Yeah. This is 30 degrees. You just do what you do, man. Get the heater running in the truck, buddy. Here we come. Coming in hot. This is Anthony Schlegel. <laughs> um, he's obviously not me, and uh, he's, he's, he's getting ready. We're going to film some video, uh, head down into the shop. Tell us uh, – Give us another plug about the difference. Everybody's getting this thing, and uh, tell us about the product one more time. Yeah, so the product, uh, the difference, the ultimate striking machine, basically it's a tool for working on striking for the game of football. The beauty of the product is that any sport can use it. Volleyball uses it, baseball, basketball, lacrosse. I mean, it's it's post-activation potentiation at its finest because you don't have to have a partner, uh, but and you also use it as a 
return to play protocol for upper body injuries. So there's a gamut of things that it allows people to buy because it's not just a football only product. It's a it's a it's just a sport product. It's a piece of fitness equipment that everybody can use. Um, you know, we're all over the NFL. We're all over college football, Division One, And now it's like, all right, high school is using it. I use it for my third and fourth grader. I can literally attach this thing to a fence pole on the side of a baseball diamond. Like, that's how I work with third and fourth graders. On the striking machine, and you have four different spring tensions, so an eight-year-old can hit it. But Ohio State, that team up north, Northwestern, Georgia, Alabama, University of Texas, Oklahoma, you name it, they got it. Tennessee Titans, Cam Hayward, one of the best interior D linemen. They just got three. Mike Tomlin, he's coaching. Guess what? His kids strike the machine. They all got them. That's really what it's about. How do I maximize my kids all year in the fundamental of our game, which is striking? That's what it is, thedifferenceusa.com. And guess what? When you call the office, you talk to me because it's me all the time. Like Ed's seen it. I was cutting metal today. I'm shipping 12 machines out to three schools today, and I'm doing the books, doing the marketing, and you call, it's me. Who's getting, who's getting shipped today? Anybody care to share? Yeah, there's a high school out of Alabama, Right Equipment. And that's the beauty of our industry, right? So I got Right Equipment. They're out of Alabama. They sold six. I got, um, oh, dadgummit, uh, Rome High School. I don't know where they're located. Hey, I was down in uh, Raven County. Uh, yeah, Raven County. They just got a uh, Rogers sold them. Out of they Georgia. got 10 of them. Yeah. 10 of them. Yeah, they got 10 of them. Yeah, they got brand new Rogers racks. Place looks phenomenal. Really good football program. Big time. And, you know, when I, I'm talking to the coach, I'm like, tell me about your program. Tell me about how you train. Tell me about, you know, how you want to incorporate into striking. And I was like, you know, you got you got five racks on each side, so you got ten double-sided half racks. I'm like, well, you know, start with five. He's like, nope, I believe in it. This is how I want to incorporate it. I'm like, all right, cool, get ten. Like, I, I always want my product to be used to its maximum capacity. I, I don't ever want it sitting on the ground. I want it being used. But, like, that's how it goes. I, I get schools that buy four, and then they buy four more later. They get Some get ten, right? Like, it doesn't matter as long as they're being utilized. It's all I care about. And I love talking shop to coaches because they're getting me ideas. <laughs> and then they're like, Shakes, how can we work on a cup block? How can we work on this? How can we work on that? And I'm like, all right, give me five minutes. I will make a video, and I'll send you a solution. Like, that's the best part about what I do. Well, most middle school children – or, uh, you know, maybe doing their homework or zooming in on a class nowadays with this COVID crap um, and playing Fortnite in between. <laughs> Anthony Schlegel's young boys are punching and striking and attacking and dominating <laughs> the difference. Oh, I love it, man. That's so funny that you said that because... Um, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not. It's not fair to them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not fair to them because you know they do it. I, every every practice, I got third and fourth graders, and our entire mission as a youth coach is to make them fundamentally better and make sure that they come back next year because they love to play the game. And the best way for a kid to love to play the game of football is to teach them the fundamentals so they can have success. And this year playing. We don't have as many fourth graders as everybody else. Matter of fact, we only have two. Everybody else has eight to ten. Huge competitive disadvantage. But our kids fire off the ball, and they use their hands and strike. And they love playing. And consequently, we run one defense. It's called fist-o defense We got because we play it under front. And you can't gap or anything like that. But five D linemen, why? Because it's a fist, right? We're strong together. We play man coverage. And... I want 11 nights to the football, right? At energy and effort all the time. 
And we've given up six points all year. You know, we're 3-0-2. So we can't really score a lot of points, but we don't give them up. And it's just fun watching it because they get better. Like I said, it's not fair. I'm with Anthony Schlegel. He designed and, and uh, invented the Difference USA striking machine. He's also got another product. The What's the other one? Yeah, the pit. Yep. And then the, uh, the other striking device. Yeah, those are called the, the, the battle arms. Uh, and the cool thing about the battle arms are that they just bolt on. So people out there that already have striking machines, like, oh, I want to get the battle arms. Great, 700 bucks, bolts onto the back, adds a tremendous amount of value. You know, oh, I want to take them off. Great, you can take them off. Oh, I want to move them up and down. And that's, you know, when I look at a problem, I look at the current solutions, like, there, all right, there's got to be a better way. And there's other things out there that are completely stationary, and the arms don't move, but, like, these do because I want to work on different things. But you only know that if you coach it or you feel it. Anthony, your your striking machine fits on just about everybody's every uh, producer of of racks, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, go down the gamut of people in our profession. You got Powerlift, you got Swornex, you got Rogue, you got Rogers, you got Pro Maxima, Wilder, Hammer Strength. I mean, off brand. It doesn't matter. Like, there's always a way. There's Legend, um, Dynamic, Right Equipment. You got um, Total Total Strength and Conditioning out in uh, South Carolina, strength and speed. Like, it doesn't matter. It can fit on that rack. There's always a solution. The answer is always yes, because that's what I do, because I just know the value add of having that piece of equipment. In, like, that's the biggest thing. In front of your customer, your customer is your athlete. And they don't want to walk. It's funny. They don't want to walk outside and strike a sled. They're not going to walk in the indoor, even though it's 50 yards away, and strike an in-ground sled in January or in February. But if you can put it and incorporate it right there in your weight room, you're going to get 200 reps a week. And you want 5,000 strikes a year. 5,000. Hey, here's another thing. Think about this. And this took me getting out of the bubble of being a strength coach. All right. Every time you go to practice, everybody warms up the exact same way. You do band stretch, you do glute activation, you do a foam roll, maybe some hurdles, then you have a walkthrough, then you do a dynamic warm-up. The very first period of all practices is either hand striking or punt, which is upper body, and no one warms up their upper body. And all coaches do is yell at their kids, faster hands, violent hands, what have you done? Like you would warm up before you bench. So during the season, it's a pre-practice upper body activator. Get them striking. Yeah, it just blew your mind. It's amazing. Anthony Schlegel, thanks for joining us on another ASAP Athletic Strength and Power podcast. We're trying to make a difference today. Yep. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it, buddy.